0: Good morning, and welcome to the River of Life Sunday Morning Podcast. If you're local to Wakulla County, we'd love to see you and worship with you in person. Our service times are Sunday at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. God bless you, and we hope you enjoy the sermon. ...of our church back with us, Brother Billy Banks. Brother Billy is one of our missionaries that we support to Africa. Billy has... Uh priest uh, often on in this church for many years. Back in 2012, he established a ministry in Nairobi, Kenya. And the ministry was a ministerial school to prepare young men and women for the ministry in Africa. And we have supported that. We will continue to support that. We've even sent members of our church over to teach in the school and had some amazing reports. This, this is beautiful. Over 200 churches have come out of that ministry that are operating right now in Kenya. And that's, that's, that's amazing, Brother Billy. And we are so proud of the work you're doing there. And we've gotten so many reports. Maybe you'd share with us a little bit more. Brother Billy, uh, one of the things I love about him Is he is a true man of God. And he doesn't just show up and preach. Brother Billy uh, gets before the Lord and he waits until he gets a message. Specifically for the church he's going to. He has shared this with me on a number of occasions. That he doesn't just pull an old sermon. Right? He waits until the Holy Spirit says this is the message for River of Life. And so I believe we're in store for something very special today. There's something else I want to share with you about Brother Billy. You've read in the scriptures where it says that in the last days they will have a form of godliness, but deny the power therein. Brother Billy Banks believes in the power of God. He believes there's still power in that name. He believes in miraculous power. He believes in the power of prayer. He believes in the power of the laying on of hands. And I would assume at the conclusion of this service, if we have some folks that would like for you to lay hands on them and pray for them, that you'll be available uh, for ministry. I am really excited. I love Brother Billy. I love his ministry. I love his spirit. I love the fact that he's an old man like me, and yet he's still creating new ministries. I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. Brother Billy, would you come and minister to us today? Father, in the name of Jesus, bless our brother. Speak to him and through him. Bless us today with the word of God. Use him as an instrument and a tool in your hands. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, man. Love you too. Amen. Now, we love each other. Now, nothing funny. Amen. We just say, Amen. we love each other in the Lord. He is my dear friend we've been friends for a long long time and thank you for your hospitality and uh sister marcia thank you for all those hours of trying to find a place for us and uh thank pastor henry for allowing me to be in this pulpit today uh, we have something from heaven hallelujah I'm, I'm excited i also want to tell you that this year this is 2021 uh we're opening our second location in kenya uh, in a place called Nairuk. Uh We're going to be ministering to the Maasai people. Those are the people you see on National Geographic, you know, with the spears and, uh, you know, out there with the lions, amen. We're, we're going to be ministering to that group of people, uh, other people as well, but primarily to that group. A lot of pastors are already enrolled. Pray for Kenya. Uh, they sent me a, a, a emergency note yesterday. Uh, last night actually, that uh, Kenya has increased in COVID cases over the last couple of weeks. All the ICU units over there are full. They're turning people away from, they can't even put them in the hospital. So pray for them. Uh, We're supposed to be back there June the 22nd uh, on the ground and Pastor Henry, we're believing God to turn that thing around so we can be there June the 22nd and do what God is sending us to do, which is raise up pastors, teachers, uh, missions, children, youth, amen, all of those people for the kingdom. Amen. Our goal has been to raise up uh, people in uh, the nation of Kenya, Uganda, East Africa. We, we have graduates all over East Africa uh, to raise them up so that they can go back and teach their people. That's that's our goal. And we have some African teachers coming back to our school to teach, which is, that's what is, you know, 2 Timothy 2, to Train faithful men that they may train others also. also want to thank Pastor Henry and River of Life for supporting what we're doing because last year, even though we were locked down here in America, uh, my wife and I could not travel to Kenya last year. Uh, we were still able to help 35 churches. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. We were able to uh, help 35 churches. We were able to feed them, clothe them, uh, pay rent, all kind of stuff. You know, we were able to help a lot of people, so we thank God for that. So uh, we could go on and on, but we got to get to the word. Amen. Amen. Are you ready for the word? Now, listen, I'm used to preaching in Africa where they say something, amen. So I, you, you gotta let me know you're here every once in a while, amen. Just wave at me or something, you know, let me know, okay, I'm with you, brother, amen. So, Father, as we come before the throne of grace, uh, you had told me this is such a, a pivotal point this morning. Yeah, thank you. Father, I take authority, over every demon, principality, and power that will hinder this message. I pray that your people will have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, eyes to see. Minister and angels, I release you to come and minister to your people. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. I pray that Billy would decrease, but the Holy Ghost would increase. Speak to us by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, hey, if you have your Bible, just wave at me, amen. Now, you may have an iPad, iPhone, or something, okay, amen. It's good to have a church where they have a Bible. Hey, you go some places, the pastor, they don't even have, a, the pastor don't have a Bible. They don't have an iPhone or anything. I don't know what they do, you know, they just put it, it's on the screen, they tell me, you know, it's on the screen. I'm ministering this morning from the New King James Version. The title of the message this morning, if you're taking notes, is the Ecclesia Mandate. Now, the Ecclesia is a Greek word for the church. Come on, say amen. amen. We are the church, not just River Life, the body. We are part of the body of Christ. This morning, I wanted to speak on... Uh, A better way to say it is uh, our mandate from heaven. We call it the Great Commission. And the reason it's a Great Commission is because of who gave it? The head of the church. Okay, somebody will get it. (laughs) Go with me to Mark 16, verse 15. We'll begin there. Mark 16 Verse 15 When you're there say amen Okay And he said to them Now in my Bible this is red That means it's the Lord Jesus speaking right? okay and he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned and these signs will follow those who believe tell your neighbor these are the signs that follow believers And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out devils. Hallelujah. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it by no means will hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Thank you for the one amen from the pastor. Hallelujah. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs, Amen. Now, Amen means so be it. It's interesting that After the Lord Jesus spoke these words, the Bible says that he went and sat down at the right hand of the Father. How many of you would agree when you sat down, your work is done? So whatever he needed to do, he had already done it. And he told us, this is what you're supposed to do. I'm going back to the Father. I'm here today just to remind you that this is what we're supposed to do. This has been so strong in my spirit that the church, now I'm not talking about River of Life, the body, we have forgotten what God told us to do. We're just trying to survive COVID-19, but we forgot about the harvest. So that brings me to point number one, the harvest. Luke ten two, says, Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. Jesus wants the gospel message preached to your neighbors, your co-workers, your friends, your family, and the nations of the world. Guys, we have forgotten about reaching the loss. I'm telling you, people are hurting right now like you've never seen before. People are going through loss of jobs, loss of income, all kind of stuff. And some of them don't know any way out. It's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to make it? You know, if you got little kids to feed, and uh, I don't know about here, but in Dallas, they had pictures on the TV screen of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cars, 10 lanes of cars, as far as you could see, of people driving up to this location to get food. And they were talking to some of the people as they drove up, and they said, um, "What's your situation?" And the guy said, "Hey, man, I haven't worked in three months. I got kids to feed." They would talk to another person. She said, "I'm a single mom. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to survive." And the Holy Spirit said to me, "There's two things going on here. One is if I could go into one of these." food line distributions and just walk down the line and ask people, number one, are you born again? I bet you most of them may not be. Now here's the good one, Lori. Number two, are you a tither? Pastor Henry, I would bet my right leg that 99.9% of the people in that line are not a tither. If they were, they wouldn't be in the line. Because God said, I'll meet every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. King David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. God will provide. Now, if you're going through a difficult time right now, don't stop time. Well, you don't understand, brother. If I quit tithing, I won't have enough money to pay X, Y, Z. X, Y, Z will get paid. Put him first. He said, if you'll put the kingdom of, you know, I, this is a teaching, guys. And it's, I don't have time. This is a teaching in itself. The first fruit belongs to God. The first dollar that you make belongs to him. And if you'll give him his due first, the 90% will go way beyond what you are trying to do with your 100%. If you're a tither, just wave at me. You know what I'm talking about. God will take care of us. But as I looked at this picture on the screen, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and he said, Billy, that's the harvest. All those hundreds and hundreds of cars of people who have, guys, they don't know how I'm going to make it, man. Where where do I go for help? Well, the government can give me a stimulus check, but how long is that going to last? I can get some food at this place but how many of you know they're not going to be out there every day with boxes of food for everybody they did that for one month that was it church it's our time to step in and get this harvest those people that are going through stuff we're walking past them every day and you know We're just oblivious to the harvest. We're just trying to survive. But I'm here today to remind you that there is a harvest and today is harvest time. We have to, now let me say this. I am so happy that my brother and my friend is having church. That this church is open. My itineration, uh my schedule this year, Pastor Henry, as you I think you know, I'm going to uh, less than fifty percent of the churches I normally go to because they're closed. They're, they're they're having you know Zoom Zoom meetings. Pastors told me I'm a zoomologist now. You know, they they've been doing Zoom for so long that, you know. That's all they know to do. And I'm saying, open the church. The people are, man, people are hungry for God. Open the church so the people can come. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge this church. I want you to consider talking to somebody that you know this week that don't know Jesus even if you have to call them on the phone. And I want you to call them and share your testimony of what God has done for you and tell them God is not a respected person. If he's feeding me, clothing me, paying my rent, he'll pay yours. You just need to know him. Now this thing may not turn around tomorrow, but it could. All you need to know is Jesus. Now, if you'll receive him, he'll help you. Do you want help or not? How many of you know 90% of them are going to say, please pray for me? I've had some ungodly folks. But you know what, Pastor, when I say you want prayer? Yeah, please brother, pray for me. What what else are they going to do? What they're doing is not working. Or they wouldn't be in the situation they're in. So, the alternative is Jesus. Okay, I'll go on. Why aren't we winning the loss? What would happen if every person in here decided I'm going to win at least one person every month to Jesus? Just a thought. One person. They don't even have to be in Wakala County. But I'm gonna win somebody. But how many of you know there's a whole bunch of folks in Wacala County don't know Jesus? john 2021 20, this is the amplified then jesus said to them again peace be with you just as the father has sent me forth i am sending you so the father sent jesus and now jesus is sending us let's go to luke 10 verse 17. luke 10 verse 17. How many of you know that the Lord Jesus is going to hold us responsible for our assignment in the earth? Okay, I'll go over here. (laughs) How many of you know that we're going to stand before God, not as the heavenly father, but as the righteous judge? And he's going to judge all of our works. And how many of you, I, I know I don't want to be in this category, but how many of us want to see God stand there and say, here's all the people I sent across your path and you never said a word to any of them, now they're in hell, God forbid. Okay, Luke ten seventeen. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, tell your neighbor, nothing. How much is nothing? Okay. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that your spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. He said, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seems good in your sight, all things have been delivered to me by my father and no one knows who the son is except the father and who the father is except the son and one and the one to whom the son will reveal him. Let me say this. Guys, they can only come to the kingdom Unless Jesus reveals himself. Our job is just to show Him Jesus. That's all. And then he can reveal himself. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are you, the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it. And to hear what you hear, and they have not heard it. There's a threefold joy in this scripture. The joy of service, the joy of salvation, and the joy of sovereignty. We can well understand the joy of sovereignty of the 70 as they return to report their victorious, their victories in Jesus. Remember, he sent out 70. These were people that followed the Lord Jesus. And as he has sent them out, he's sending us out. But we need to be reminded that we're not here to just, you know, survive. We're here for a purpose. And no matter if you're a preacher, teacher, apostle, prophet, whatever, prophetess, we are here to share Jesus. With the loss. And right now, guys, we've got an opportunity for the harvest like we've never had before. Because of what people are going through. They're they're looking, man. They are searching uh, for a way out. And if nothing else, just tell them, hey, come to River Life with me. Now, how many of you know, don't tell the people, meet me at River Life at 1030 next on Easter Sunday. How many of you know only maybe half of them going to make it? But how about this church? How about if we say on Sunday, Easter Sunday, I'm going to come pick you up. And afterwards, we'll go out and have something to eat. I just want you to come and hear my pastor. And I believe he'll say something that'll help your life, man. Hey, what do you got to lose? You're going through hell right now. No food, no job. What do you got to lose? Come to church. And after church, I'll take you to eat. Well, brother, that's easy for you to say. I, you know, I, I got I to gotta buy dinner, lunch. Hey, is God able? How about this? Heavenly Father, I'll invite people for Easter Sunday and I'm asking you to provide the money I need to take them to lunch after church. How many of you know the Lord will deliver the money that you need to go to lunch? For all the people you bring. Don't matter how many of them you bring. But how many of you understand that you will have 100% of your guests show up on Easter Sunday if you put them in your car and bring. They will be here. No excuses. I'm coming to pick you up. Well, I'm doing my hair. I'll wait. We're going to get to church. Are you getting this? There were... More than 12 people following Jesus, but he sent out the 72 into towns, and these disciples were not unique in their qualifications. They were not well-educated, more capable, or of a higher status. What did they say? The the leaders, the Jewish leaders said they were unlearned men. But they recognize, come on Holy Church, they recognize they have been with Jesus. And when people come across us, they should recognize that we have been with Jesus. Hey, you young people, how about inviting some of the guys from school? We're not in school, we're on Zoom, invite them on Zoom. Come on over, you can be in person. You want to see revival in the youth, you young people back there? You want to see revival? Start inviting all your friends. Hey, invite the ones you don't like too. Get them born again, they'll be your best buddy. That's a good place for you young people to say back. What prepared the disciples for the mission? was they had been equipped with Jesus, by being with Jesus. And if you've been in this church for any time, I know Pastor Henry has equipped you. You're looking at me like I fell off a dump truck. <laughs> Pastor Henry has equipped you to go out there and share your faith. So when, what are we waiting for? COVID number two. Whatever comes next, guys, people are going to need Jesus. And at the end of the day, if we take a shot, two shots, wear a mask, whatever, it's really going to boil down to God's got to protect us. The Lord. Okay, I'm we need to be ambassadors of peace, bringing healing to the sick, delivering the possessed, and the good news of salvation to lost sinners. Guys, remember the Bible is good news. Hey, they, they get enough of that on TV, man. You watch the first five minutes, I, I, I turn it off. I quit watching it a long time ago. They they would open the news with all the, you know, bad stuff that was happening in America. And the Holy Spirit said to me, if you keep watching that, you're going to kill your faith. And that was for me. I don't know about you. He said, if you keep watching that, you're going to kill your faith. You get to turn it off. I shut it off cause you know it was uh, you know how I many people died it was all all this stuff he said look to me the author and finisher of our faith point number 2 i only have two today thank you lord jesus gave us authority Matthew 28, 18, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. The power, authority is the power or right to perform certain acts without impediment. It is based upon some form of law where the divine, civil, moral, supreme authority is God's alone, Romans 13, 1, where all human authority is derived. The Greek word exousia furnishes the New Testament basis of authority. Along with such words as dunamis, which we know as power or, you know, we get the word dynamite from that word. God's authority is unconditional and absolute. We see this in Psalms 29 verse 10 and Isaiah 40 making him god supreme over nature and human history alike because jesus was god his authority was not merely derived from the father but he was also intrinsic his power knew no limitations this was matthew 28:18 i re- i remember being in bible college and brother Hagan said that he was trying to get the revelation on authority as a believer And he said, the Lord Jesus came to him to explain it. He he was in in the spirit and the Lord Jesus was there. And Brother Hagan said, the the Lord Jesus began to tell him about authority. And then this smoke came up and this little demon came and said, yakety, yak, yak, yak. And brother Hagan said he could see Jesus's mouth was moving, but he couldn't hear anything except this demon saying yakety yak yak yak. And and brother Hagan said he was thinking in his his mind, Jesus, do something about this devil because I can't hear what you're trying to tell me because of this devil going yakety yak yak yak. But Jesus just kept talking. And finally, the Lord Jesus said to him in his spirit he said i already did what needed to be done if anything's going to be done about this devil you've got to do it and brother Hagen said when he got the revelation he turned he said now jesus still was speaking but he couldn't hear him and he said he turned And the devil was going yakety yak, yak, yak. And he said, you lying demon devil, get out of here in Jesus' name. And he said, he just whimpered right out of there. And he could hear Jesus totally clear. What's the point, preacher? When you're going through hell, it may just be an attack of the devil. And you just need to take your authority as a believer and kick him out of there. I had a situation one night where I couldn't sleep, saints. I'm telling you, I've never had an oppression like this in my life. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't breathe. It was like I was suffocating. And I thought, what in the world is going on? So I got up. I walked outside, opened the door of the hotel I was in, and I walked out of the outside, man, just trying to breathe. I came back in. And I I can't even explain to you. It was was a heavy, heavy suppression. I'm trying to gasp for air. And I thought, God, you got to help me. That's what I said, Pastor. God, you got to help me. And it was like the Holy Spirit said to me, how long are you going to put up with this? Take authority over that thing in the name of Jesus. It was just a thought. The thought came. How long you put up with this? Man, I'm laying there, brother K <sighs> Just trying to breathe. I need some Vicks Vaple rub, something. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to breathe. And so finally, I said, devil, I command you in the name of Jesus to leave this place. Leave me alone. And I'm going to breathe fine in the name of Jesus. Now, it didn't happen immediately. But I just kept praying in the spirit. And after a while that thing just lifted up off of me. I was okay. Sometimes guys. We just have to take our authority. Now I'm not saying everything we deal with is from the devil. We give him too much credit. But when you recognize as him. Deal with it. Tell him to get get out of and. Get out of your, your space. God gave Jesus authority over heaven and earth. On the basis of that authority, Jesus told his disciples to make more disciples. As they preach, baptize, and talk, with this same authority, Jesus still commands us to tell others the good news and make disciples of them. Listen, Saints. Go with me to Luke 23. Are you getting anything out of this? All right. Thank you. Luke 23. We're going to get there in a minute. Hallelujah. Uh, Luke 23, verse 39. If you have your, your Bible there. Okay. Are you there? Okay, then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him. Now, that him is a capital H, right? That means it's who? Jesus, okay? He says, then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the others answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, the thief, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Verse 43. And Jesus said to him, It surely I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The thief is on the cross, right? And he's saying, Jesus, the other guy says, if you're the Christ, get us off of this cross. But the other thief says, I know you, I believe you're the Christ. But all I'm asking. Is when you, you're about, I I realize you're about, come on, you holy people. I I realize you're about to transition into your kingdom. So when you get there, remember me. And Jesus said, today, you're going to be with me in paradise. Thank you. Now, here's what I want you to get. How many of you would agree if you're hanging on the cross and the last thing you say is today? You're going to be with me in paradise. Even on the cross, Jesus was aware of the harvest. Think about it. Guys, he's dying. The last thing he said to this guy is today you're going to be with me in paradise. Because he knew how important the harvest was. He didn't want the thief to go to hell. He, he Jesus, he knew every soul counts. Every person Listen, when you win the child of Christ, the child brings the brothers and the sisters and the brothers and the sisters bring the mama and the daddy and the whole family end up in here. Don't worry about who gets the credit. Just do your part and share Jesus. Maybe they won't come today when you share Jesus, but somebody else will plant, somebody else will water And somebody else will get the increase. I love what Mother Teresa said. She said, we could do great things for God if we don't care who gets the credit. I want, I'm closing. (sighs) What is the Holy Spirit saying to you today? In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, And I also say to you that you, Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Demons, devils, and those authorities have no power over the Lord Jesus and the kingdom. You do. And guys, we could win what color County for Christ. If we just step out of our comfort zone and quit thinking about ourselves and think about the harvest. If the harvest was this important to Jesus that on the cross he's talking to this thief, how important should it be to us? I don't know about you. But as God is my witness, I'm only trying to do what the father says do. So that when I stand before him, Pastor Henry, and I have to give an account. I hope I will hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He's not going to say, well done, you preacher. Hallelujah. No. Hey, guys, we're all servants. We're all called. Hey, he didn't say apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, missionaries. Did he say that? He said, everybody, go. So as I close, let's do it this way. Would you bow with me quickly? I don't know, you know, in a service like this, there may be someone, you're here, and you don't know Jesus. You've never made a public confession of your faith. Pastor Henry said they're going to have baptizing, uh, baptismal in this next service. You could qualify for it. I just want to ask. Everywhere I go around the world, I ask this question because I don't know. If you're here and, you know, somebody may have invited you. But today, you want to know that you know that you're with Jesus. If that's you, would you just lift your hand and say, brother, pray for me. I don't know the Lord, but I see that hand. Thank you. I, I want to know the Lord. I don't know the Lord, but I want to know him. I'm looking out there in his light, so I'm trying to make sure I can see everybody. Okay, I'm just going to take a minute, guys. But this is very important. <coughs> We are going to stand before a holy father. And he's going to ask us, what did we do with what we were told? And we're going to have to give an account, guys. And we won't be able to say, like Adam, my wife gave me the apple and I ate it. No, we're going to have to speak up for ourselves. The wife is not going to be there. You're going to be before God by yourself. And woe unto us if we haven't done what the Father said. Mm